Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Grammar Girl here. Today's topic is troublesome contractions. Guest writer Bonnie Tranga writes, This episode's about contractions. Or would it be better to say, This episode is about contractions. While we're in the neighborhood, we'll talk about some other potentially problematic contractions. What's the fate of idov with two apostrophes in one contraction? Or there are, a mouthful of an abbreviation for there are. First, we'll talk about contractions that involve the word is. You've probably learned from previous episodes that a contraction is the combination of two or sometimes more words into one, and that you'll use an apostrophe to represent the missing letter or letters. Run-of-the-mill contractions you'll encounter in everyday reading or speaking include I'm for I am, she'll for she will, and a clock for of the clock. Most contractions pose no problem, but contractions that involve the word is can cause confusion and ambiguity. You'll encounter a problematic is contraction when you're contracting it with a noun. Take, for example, the contraction of the words the dancer and is, which becomes the dancers. If you said the dancers flushed, meaning the dancer exerted herself and her face became red, someone listening to you instead of reading might think you meant that some dancers flushed a commode. It would be easy to think that the contraction was a plural noun. In this case, it would be better to spell things out. The dancer is flushed. In another example, it's easy to misread the contraction as a possessive construction, which inconveniently uses an apostrophe too. Take, for example, the man's mad. At first, you might have expected the word after man's to be a noun, as in the man's hat or the man's beard. So when you read the man's mad with man's with a contraction, you do a double take. To save readers from confusion, you should probably spell out the contraction. The man is mad. In short, it's best to avoid contractions with the verb is when you're using it with a noun, including a proper name. Kim's here, Kim's apostrophe s, isn't wrong, but it just isn't as clear as Kim is here. Next, we'll talk about contractions that involve the words had or would. These can also be troublesome because you can interpret contractions to mean two things. Both had and would are contracted with an apostrophe plus a d, as in I'd already been there, for I had already been there, and I'd rather not go, for I would rather not go. Sometimes readers or listeners can become momentarily unsure whether you mean I had or I would, for example, and they have to spend extra time working out what you mean. So if you find yourself using a contraction with an apostrophe plus a d, consider spelling it out instead. 
Although your sentence might be perfectly clear to you, it might not be so clear to someone reading it for the first time. Finally, at the top of the show, you heard me mention contractions such as I'd have and there. These mouthfuls are among those you should consider avoiding, especially when you write. It's not a good idea to contract two things inside one contraction, as happens with I'd have, a contraction for I would have. It would be better to say I'd have, or perhaps not even use a contraction at all. As for there are, this is among a fairly long list of contractions that the book Woe is I, a useful grammar reference by Patricia O'Connor, suggests you avoid. Also among that list are contractions such as could've, would've, should've, might've, and must've. Because they encourage people to believe the proper pronunciations are could of and must of, which are incorrect. It's better to spell these things out when you're writing them, though O'Connor's book acknowledges that you'll probably find yourself using these contractions in regular speech. Other contractions to consider avoiding include whated, that of, and whener, because they land with a thud. As you can tell, I can barely say them. I think Bonnie's trying to torture me. Most people will find those contractions odd-sounding and odd-looking. Contractions are useful, especially when you're writing informally, but beware of potentially confusing or ambiguous contractions and try to avoid those that sound awkward. This podcast was written by Bonnie Tranga, author of The Curious Case of the Misplaced Modifier, who blogs at sentencesleuth.blogspot.com. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, the author of the paperback book, Grammar Girl's Quick and Dirty Tips for Better Writing. You can find more information about me at quickanddirtytips.com. Finally, if you want to get Grammar Girl and other great shows from Quick and Dirty Tips streamed to your iPhone, try Stitcher free today at stitcher.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. 